Welcome to Back to the Shack. I am your host, Big Bad Blair. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please, as always, like and share. Oh, this is going to be a good good podcast. Uh, I'm going to address some issues pertaining to uh, climate change. Uh, I've been laughing at that for, I don't know, almost 25 years. So, um that's kind of how awake I am to the whole climate scam. Uh, I'm going to talk about Manitoba's involvement into the SDGs and what their big payout will be and what will happen to Manitoba. Uh, I'm going to touch base on a couple of the candidates in the mayoral election. Some of them have some really dumb ideas. I mean, like, really, really dumb ideas. They... they they have to be not from this uh, province or city to think that they can actually pull some stuff that they're planning on doing. Uh, actually, I'm only going to address one issue that one candidate brought up. Um, going to talk about the bullshit down at the ledge in Winnipeg, Manitoba, just probably about five, six blocks away from me. Uh, but where to start with all that? What, let's go to, oh, the one thing I haven't mentioned, the universal dental care. One, I've been saying that working, single working class Canadians should not be paying for other people's families through their tax dollars. How do, are they planning on paying for this planned dental tax and it's quite simple. These taxes that they say that don't come off our paychecks that aren't actually taxes, they're actually taxes. They're 100% taxes. So what they're going to end up doing is they're going to boost our EI premiums so they get more money back. And then they're going to boost our CPP so we will have less money when it comes to retiring. So we have to work longer in our lives to get a full pension. Well, they get early pensions. So, that's just an FYI on how that scheme works. Uh, the carbon tax is another attack on uh, the working the working individuals in, in Canada. Um, But that's that. That's the that's the dental care shit that I really wanted to talk about because one, some of these fucking politicians are just fucking dumb. Okay, one, any any parent, two parent household. I don't dub them low income. Okay, they do not deserve a child tax. I know a two family household that several two family households that get a child tax, and guess what? They don't spend it on their fucking kids. Yeah, they'll go to Dollarama and they'll drop a couple bucks on their kids, but they won't use the entire check on their kids. No. Um. <sighs> so when they get that check for their dental care, guess what? It's not going to go to what they're going to be using it for. You're basically giving people money that 
you know, don't deserve it because, one, they're working. They already have benefits. If they've been at any job longer than three months, if it's not a minimum wage job, if it's above minimum wage, above pay grade, you know, you're entitled to benefits. You get dental care, medical coverage, um, physio, massage therapy. You get all these perks with your benefits. But the government wants to give fam low-income families more money. So what about me, uh, dipshit Trudeau? I don't, I don't get any free money. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get any extra money. Like, people are claiming $2,000 a month to sit on their fucking asses and do nothing. To be scared. To be scared of their TV. To be scared to go outside to walk around. No, they can't, they can't actually go outside and walk around. They have to wear a mask over their face. They have to walk around like that. Because you don't want them breathing your air. This is your country. You own this shit. This newsflash, Trudeau. This isn't your fucking country. Mm -mm. See, <laughs> this is the point I've been trying to get across. My family uh, in 1912, they fled to this country to es escape communism. Because around 1912... It was around World War One, So the shit that was happening in Ukraine was chaotic. My family knew something was up. My, my Baba's family knew something was up. So she came, their mama, my ancestors came to Canada to escape, to come for freedom. They didn't exactly get that at first. It took a little while. I mean... Coming to a country and being labeled as a fucking communist is kind of, uh, you know, stab, stab. So, <clears throat> just before, I guess, uh, one of the first or second farmlands when the Nazis invaded Austria, that was one of my, my family members. Uh, that was my Gigi's family. And Gigi, of course, is grandfather in Austria. Not so what I'm told. <laughs> so, um, they came here for freedom. Him, it was my, uh, it was my Gigi and my, and his parents. They came here and, uh, they didn't get that either at first. Uh, they didn't get freedom for, at first at all. Uh, what they, what a lot of the Eastern Europeans got when they came to this country before World War II was basically, again, labeled as a communist, people that they could not be trusted, uh, and most likely Nazis. So you had to be careful. You, you can't trust them. And, and this was just before World War II. So, of course, my, my grandfather was going to be terrified like, of what was going to happen. So... They wound up in Manitoba. And in Manitoba is when, you know, the whole, around that time was when the residential schools was at the height. So what ended up happening was they were, his, he wasn't old, 
he was old enough to work in the forced labor, labor camps. Um, so he, he didn't want to work in the forced labor camp, so he enlisted, he tried to enlist in the military, because he's like, I might as well go back and, you know, go back to Austria and fight for, like, Marmland. And he got rejected because he had flat feet. Uh, so he, they basically, they basically were able to settle out in the outskirts, in the middle of absolutely nowhere. In, in, in Camarno, Manitoba. Right in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. So, they came here to escape the Nazis, who told them either leave or die. They chose to leave because they would have killed them on sight if they stayed. Um, so there was the forced labor camps, and what wound up happening, if you weren't old enough to be in the forced labor camps, you were taken to the residential school system. You're taken away from your family. You're put into the room and until you assimilated into Western society. And that's where it is. It's all about assimilation and indoctrination. So that's a little backstory about my family. So these people that say that, oh, oh, maybe this guy stands with Putin. He's an agent of Putin. I don't even know fucking Putin. <laughs> if I did, I, I'd give him a high five. Because one, that's how I greet everybody. I give him a high five. <laughs> Not a fucking handshake. Why the hell do I want to hold another guy's hand? Like, fuck off. No. High five. You know, you gotta use your head. I'm not gonna hold a guy's hand and go, yeah, nice to meet you. No, fuck off. High five. Or a fist bump. Come on. Alright, so on to the mayoral candidate of choice that I am going to decimate. So I'm actually going to go on to her Twitter feed. And I'm going to pull up some information here and see uh, what's what. Uh, hey, a new friend messaged me. So I'll get to get to that after. I want to do this shit. Yeah, so the mayoral race. I just started kind of paying attention to it, like half and half. One... My head was thinking, ah, I'll vote for Glen Murray. You know, just toss my vote. Why not? I'll vote for an alcoholic. It's fun voting in Winnipeg. Because you, you either have a drug addict to vote for, or a, a corrupt fucking shill of a human being like Sam Cates. And an even bigger shill of a human being in Mayor Bowman. <laughs> the list goes on and on. It's, it's just fucking brutal. Okay, so... I'm just going to try to find find this here. Oh, maybe it's in the tweet and reply. There we are. Alright, so... This is Rana Bakari. She, she's running for mayor. She, she, she was a hopeful, like... I, I got a, a little pamphlet in my mailbox... So, I, you know, figured why not. Um, 
but as I look at her uh, thing, there's pronouns and one, she, she came out with a list of things that she wants to do that costs a lot of fucking money. Um, uh, it, it's just brutal. Like the things she wants to spend money, like $320 million, million and create a new budget line. Why the fuck do we need a new budget line? Why, why don't you just look at the old budget and cut costs there? How about we, we actually slightly defund the police? Because one, in Winnipeg, we have too much police. We have a lot of police officers doing nothing. We have a police officer sitting in front of the ledge that's fenced off. Hmm, public property. Yeah, right. It looks more like a fucking prison. The ledge looks like a prison when you're driving down Broadway. One, they're digging the shit out of the grounds, and we don't know why. Like, nobody actually said, hey, maybe we should do this. They haven't replaced Queen Victoria yet. Hmm, no mention about that from any of these candidates about bringing back Queen Victoria. I'd bring back Queen Victoria. And I would start an investigation onto the vandals who... Destroyed public property. And I'd have them arrested. To the fullest extent of the law. So. That's just one of her things. And that's for the Winnipeg Police Service. Like she wants to give more money to the Winnipeg Police Service. Like. (laughs) Called the crime prevention budget. 10% of that budget. Will go to frontline service groups. Hmm. Yeah. All well and good, but you've laid off, like, they've been laid off. So where is this money exactly going to go if you're refusing to hire the people that got wrongfully terminated due to a medical choice? Give your head a shake. How about you get those people back to work in their career field? Just saying. Instead of thinking for yourself and what you want to do, think about the people that live here. What do they want? They don't want more police. They want less police. More police causes more fucking crime. Less police causes less crime. Because people are more likely to trust one another. People aren't going to be afraid of one another if there's less cops. And the media, I'll get rid of CBC. I'll do my best. I'll do my damnedest if I was. No mention from that from this particular candidate. Nothing about what's transpired in the past three years. Oops. So, the other thing she wants... There's a bunch of things. Um, crime. Here, here's a... Which, I'll be answering the questions here. First topic, crime. What is your plan for tangible action to make sure all Winnipeggers have the resources that they need that they that doesn't increase a police presence? How about, you know, get rid of the fucking cadets? They belong in an academy, not walking the meat. Just saying. So that's part of my whole plan of maybe they should start listening to the people who like this is what I would like to see. 
less police. How many security officers are in, like, security officer companies in Winnipeg alone? Just saying. And a lot of them are laid off. <clears throat> Me being one of them. Alright. I am the only candidate, the only one, who has said that she will stand up to the Winnipeg Police Association and reallocate 10% of their budget to the front line. Here's an idea. Take away from the front line. Why are you giving it to the front line? There's other fucking people in fucking need. How about you do this? Put into a, a thing called the Manitoba Sovereignty Trust Fund. You take that money, you put it in there. You reallocate it into that. And then you start giving it back to the fucking people. And you hire back the fucking frontline nurses that were fucking wrongfully fired due to a medical choice. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Klein is a useless shit. He's a fucking pedophile. He's in bed with fucking Peter Nygaard. Alright. Next question. Ask about the tax increase and levy increase. You know darn well it's going to agree with Gilham. That being said, here's what she had to say. We can't have city services without taxes. Um... See, that's where we're paying too much for city services. There's too many people who work in that field, who sit around in their vehicles doing nothing. Who walk around the streets of Winnipeg when there's no fucking crime. Yeah, they need to increase, their, they need to increase the police presence. Why don't you just leave people the fuck alone? If you suspect somebody of doing a crime, that's when you investigate it. You walking around the downtown core is just going to cause problems. All right. So, all right. This is her just talking shit. Rapid transit, I'd get rid of it. It's fucking pointless to have rapid transit in such a small fucking city. So, Eat shit, that's a waste of fucking money. Cut funding to that. And guess what? Take that funding, reallocate it. Right into that Manitoba Sovereignty Trust Fund. And Portage and Maine. She, this dumbass wants to open Portage and Maine. Hmm, why was Portage and Maine closed and the underground walkway opened? Hmm, because too many pedestrians and cyclists were being fucking hit. Yeah, let's reopen the busiest intersection in the fucking city. Like, give your head a shake. You know how much money that'll cost? You know how much, you know, it will cost somebody's life. <laughs> Plain and simple. And you're going to increase traffic accidents at the same fucking time. Because guess what? Winnipeg drivers, they don't turn their heads right. They don't know how. They turn their heads right. They're scared they're going to die. <laughs> They're scared they're gonna, their heads are going to explode. I don't know. But I've almost been hit so many times as a pedestrian, as a cyclist. And guess what? I tell them off, but, you know, like, learn to fucking drive. Guess what's going to happen at Portage and Maine if you open it? 
more people are going to get fucking hit. Guess what I would do? I would look at maybe revitalizing the underground walkway and make it more, you know, alluring for so people would actually want to use it. Instead of it looking like a fucking dungeon in a cave where it's so easily to get lost. Just saying. Use use your heads and actually think about what fucking Winnipeggers want instead of what you want. Nobody wants Portage and Maine open. We've This has already been a fucking topic of discussion. It's been a topic of discussion for the past 15 fucking years. And guess what? Every single mayor has tr- said they want to open it. And guess what? It gets struck down and voted out. The Winnipeg City Council strikes it down and votes it out. Why? Because it's fucking dangerous. It is unsafe. Maybe that's why you want to increase city services. <sighs> Useless twit. Alright, so that's that. That's the mayoral candidate that I wanted to make fun of. She, her. Oh, so yesterday was International Pronoun Day. Hell of this. Fuck you and your social identity politics. Fuck you. I don't play your game. I don't know what the fuck a sis is, but I'm not a sissy. You can go fuck yourself with that shit. Oh, God, I can go on and on. Oh. Yeah, so some... Some people... They're still walking around by themselves wearing a mask in Winnipeg. You know, I've been joking about this. Like, what if I actually did run for mayor? Would I actually have any support? I mean, yeah, I do have a... I have some followers. I do have some people that actually find me quite entertaining. But would they actually vote for me? Would they actually support me if I chose to run for either mayor of Winnipeg or premier of Manitoba? But me being me, because I'm a big mouthpiece and I like to speak and I like to speak at lengths, I'd go for Premier. That way I can actually shut the door on Ottawa. Get them out of our jurisdiction. They have no rights. They're using a clause in in an illegal move to enforce us to bend at will. And, and the Emergency Powers Act is still invoked. That's why he's getting away with all this shit. That's why he still has hybrid parliament going. One, as premier, I would call for the resignation of all NDPers and have them investigated for corruption and treason. Because, one, I don't play fucking games. I go right to the fucking point. I don't, I don't sit back and wait to see what will happen. I'd much rather just get to the source and shut them out. And I'd reopen. I would fight to reopen the, north, the, north, the northern pipeline that, will, that would stretch through Manitoba around the Hudson Bay. I would be wanting to reopen that as premier of Manitoba. That way, you know, the northern reservations would actually see... Uh, you know, job increase, and they would actually be able to work, and 
you know, provide for themselves. Nope, no, no, no. Justin Trudeau doesn't want that because he hates oil and gas. He doesn't mind using a shit ton of it, but he hates it. All these freaking, all these, all these liberals say the same fucking shit. Carbon tax, carbon tax. No, you fucking jacks, jackasses. It's a clean air consumption tax. You're being, ta- you're taxing us for fucking living. <laughs> Quit calling it that. Quit using pseudonyms. We know what you mean. It's bad enough you tax us for being entertained. You gotta tax us. For fucking breathing. For being alive. For existing. For being put on this planet. To be wanting to be left the fuck alone from dictatorships. And communism and Nazis. And I see a lot of people saying, if you live in Canada, get the fuck out. Yeah, fuck you. Don't tell me what the fuck to do. I'm going to stick around. Enjoy the show. Laugh a little. Make laughs. Meet new people. Have some fucking fun. Because that's all it is to me now. It's a fucking game. It's a, it's a weird fucked up mind game that's going on with the, w, with the WEF. I mean, they're... They're bonkers. They're flat out whacked out as shit. Like, they're fucked. (laughs) Can you imagine actually thinking that you can control the entire fucking world? Klaus Schwab does. Yeah, he's a mastermind. Um, The SDGs that Manitoba has signed us up for is in that agenda, in Agenda 30. Um, And that is when it comes to Mining rights. Um, Snow Lake, I believe, is where Premier Stephenson said that she would start blasting for lithium for the electric vehicles that she wants to have happen. Because it'll create jobs. No, it'll create child labor. (laughs) And plus, you're talking about it's about saving the environment one moment, and then you're talking about the other fucking devastation and destruction of this province. Well, uh, let's just blow northern Manitoba to shit. Why? Because Elon Musk wants his fucking batteries for his EVs. <laughs> fuck off. And they're all in cahoots. All of them are. Like, remember when Elon Musk and Bill Gates were fucking, like, making fun of each other? Fuck, man. They're probably buddies. (laughs) You can't trust any of them. You can't. You you just simply can't. That's why I choose... I don't think I'm that trustworthy to be premier. I, I can't be premier. I'll joke about it. I'll point out things like to different candidates like maybe you shouldn't be talking about doing this or doing that maybe you should actually sit down and look at the books before you actually start making plans reallocating money yeah that's all well and good as long as it goes into a manitoba sovereignty trust where it'll go back to manitoba go back to winnipeggers you know the ones that got fired for doing their job you know going in early so, this is the funny thing about me being ter- wrongfully terminated. So, when I got fired, 
Paladin never fired me. Yes, I'm bringing up the company that wrongfully terminated me. They didn't actually fire me. No, why would they? I mean, I, I showed up early for my shifts. Every single day. I was for, I was with them for three months. Every single day for three fucking months, I showed up on time. Actually, hella fucking early. Probably about maybe 15, 20 minutes early. And I let the other guard go. So he can enjoy his afternoon. And I would take over from there. And guess what? I wouldn't punch in. I never clogged in any overtime. So when they fired me for misconduct, I, I laughed because, one, it was Service Canada that fired me. I didn't get a termination, a termination letter from Paladin at all. I didn't get a severance pay because, guess what? It was misconduct because I made a medical choice. Uh, I couldn't get a vaccine exemption because they altered the exemption process to the point where it had to be done at the doctor, at your doctor's, your physician's request or general practitioner's request. And they had to be trusted. Basically, they had to be bought off. So I couldn't get that QR code, that little code that shows that you're a piece of property to the Manitoba government. I couldn't get one. I didn't even really bother even really trying. I'm trying. I, like, I tried to save my job as much as I could, but I figured, you know, like maybe they'll listen to me and just lay me off and say it was shortage of work. Could happen. No, no, no. They they went about a different route and just said I'm wrongfully terminated. Ah, so when I say I have a lawsuit against the companies that fucked me over in the past three fucking years, I do have a fucking lawsuit. Um, I'm kind of waiting till this whole like Trudeau basically just fucks himself over. And it's going to happen because, guess what? Lies catch up to you. Especially fucking bullshit. Like, complete, utter fucking bullshit lies. It's all going to catch up to him. And it's not going to be pretty on his part because he's a narcissist. He's going to overreact. He's going to act out. He's going to be violent. Because they do not like being entroached upon because that, that, that they see that as threatening. What happened with the Freedom Convoy is the fact that we embarrassed him. Every Canadian that supported the Freedom Convoy going into Ottawa embarrassed the fuck out of him. So he did everything in his power to try to provoke violence from you truckers, from you supporters that were in Ottawa, that were on the front line. You stood up for people like me who couldn't be there because I had to work. Because at the time I was working security. I had to work. I couldn't go. I couldn't leave. Um, so he, he did everything in his power from everything in his power to provoke violence and you guys didn't do it. You stood, held the line and you stood your ground. 
in a peaceful fucking manner, and that pissed him off even more. You embar you were embarrassing him because you wouldn't get angry. You want to know why, Justin, why we don't get angry? Why you can threaten us and we'll stand there smirking at you and laughing at your goofy ass. Because we're peaceful. Our core identity isn't fucking freedom. Our core identity is peace. Peacefulness. Tranquility. That's our core identity. Nobody sees it. Everybody kind of looks past it. Especially the corrupt politicians. They always look past our core identity. Because they focus, they, they're fixated on one thing and one thing only. And that's, you know, how to make themselves more popular at the taxpayer's expense. And if you can look at what Trudeau is doing right now, he's basically charging everything to us. We cover his grocery bills. We cover his home expenses. We cover other other politicians' expenses. We cover our governor general's fucking extravagant beef Wellington on a fucking airplane. See, the only time I had beef Wellington was at Tony Romo's, and guess how much that fucking cost me? <laughs> well, it didn't cost me a dime. It cost uh, one of my family members some money. All right. So, when I say family members, I mean, like, friend. Um, high school friend that, you know, just wandered off and went missing. So, that's that. Alright, so, to end this, because I think it's been a pretty good podcast so far. And, uh, I gotta end it, because I gotta go to bed, I gotta work in the morning. Um, to, to end this, I'm just gonna say this. You want peacefulness. <clears throat> you want tranquility. You want to be left alone. You, if you're just coming out of it and you're from Ottawa, I'm sorry I ruined your life. I wasn't there. I was there in spirit. I was there honking. I was in Winnipeg. I went down to the convoy as much as possible just to interact with people because it's been such a long fucking time since I had any other human interaction that wasn't just close personal friends and you know family certain family you know, I, I couldn't interact with a lot of them because of COVID <laughs> so I would go down there and to the people in Winnipeg and Ottawa I'm sorry. I'm sorry I in trying you know, I ruined your life slightly for a week and a half to two weeks in Winnipeg. Like I apologize. I, I'm so sorry that my life was ruined for three fucking years. Well you got to go out and do shit. Well you got to go out and sit out in public because you chose to wear a mask. And I chose to think for myself. I, I do my research. I look into shit, especially when it comes to things going into my body. A lot of you 
don't really you research more in buying a winter jacket than you do to any particular vaccine so that being said you tried to run my life in a sense i've been verbally threatened to be physically removed from a store by a worker at a gas station for not wearing a mask. I've been called a liar about my medical condition, saying I made it up, that not everybody has epilepsy. Um, well, thank you. Um, one, I didn't have to mention that, but whatever. Uh, I was told to be thrown out of buildings, that I deserve to die, that I get, I deserve what's coming to me. I've been slandered all by people I don't even know, who don't know me. And if I bring up the fact that I have a medical exemption for not wearing a mask, I get called a liar. Because everybody lies in Winnipeg and in Manitoba. So, again, you want peace, you want tranquility, and you're just coming out of this. And you're starting to realize how you've treated people in the past three fucking years. It'll take a while for me to forgive society in Manitoba. I'll get over it eventually. I don't hold a grudge. Give it five years. Forgive and forget. But I didn't ruin your life. I didn't make it any worse. All I did was go down, had some pork on a bun, and sound enjoy the bonfire. And in Ottawa, you guys had hot tubs, bouncy castles for the kids, cotton candy. And everything else that's enjoyable and that makes us fun and loving. That makes us peaceful and tranquil. You'll soon start to realize that the government overreach does exist. And when they switch on that digital currency and you're not allowed to help out your brother by sending them 10, 15 bucks. They cancel cash entirely. So there are no cash gifts for your kids. There is no giving money to the homeless. There's no money. There's giving no money away at all to anyone. And once they turn that credit system on, you're, you're part of their system. A system that I'm trying to actively fight against. A system that you should be fighting against. Because this system is out to destroy this country through, by any means necessary. And at this point, what we need to do as a province, as a country, is stand together. Not at each other's throats. But in line with each other. And to the people that are camped out on the south side of the ledge... 
you sit there flying communist flags on 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 Canadian soil and you think you just you think you you got respect from people not when you're pulling stunts like that you want communism you want this you want that then go to a communist country if you want to be ruled over People want to be left alone. People want to be peaceful. People just want tranquility. That's it. That's all. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. Have yourselves a great weekend. That's coming up in a couple days if you live in Manitoba. In a couple days is the weekend. Get to have some fun. If you live in Canada, Ontario, whatever, I don't give a shit. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. And most importantly, you can't shut me up. You can't dumb me down. I'm tireless. I'm wireless. I'm your Uncle Neil on Data Blockers.